What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, baby. Hello, my love. Uh, ready to talk about some sex? Yes, please. We're back in it. We're here again. We're doing that. Can you talk a little bit? Here we go. We're back again. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there we go. I'm, I'm digging this new gear. I'm a little bit, uh, there's a, it's, it's a little weird. It's weird because it's new. It's gear that we, I haven't used before. Like for sick boy, we have a completely different setup. Yeah. Um, so it's I don't know I don't know I hope it sounds okay You're so good with gadgets I'm not actually No you're better than I'm pretty me. bad You're better than most Of me Yeah I'm better than you Yeah So I guess I guess uh, You're so good Yeah it's all relative really <laughs> um, How are you babe? Um, how are you, fe- are you Are you still feeling sick? <clears throat> you yeah. sound You got a fucking nasty ass cough I think I'm at like 85% You sound like me yeah you sound like you've got cf i know i was thinking that the other day too um no i'm a big b what are you doing i think he just farted and, and now is as up and going is this where i farted yeah 
I'm going to I'm going to smell this. This is what he floor. was doing last night when we were recording. He was just like weirdly licking different parts of the carpet. He loves licking this fucking shag carpet. Our, our place There's got to be some food in is it. It's so I'm gross. Sure. Rose, you get up on the couch. Rose, <laughs> oh my god, up dude. On your no. Fuck my life. Up on the couch. So many dogs. Go up there, Rose, you sweet girl. Good girl. Lay down. Put that little butt down. Oh my god, she's Stay. so sweet. I wish people could see. You know, you were talking about how you want to like do a video element. Mm-hmm. I think the dogs would just be a a fucking hit. Yeah, I, I have element. some more ideas about that that I'd like to bounce around. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I want to do it in a very public way just yet. Right. Right. Because there's still like little seeds of ideas, and yeah. I'm not ready for them to be crushed. Hey, show dates, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is the first time we've ever done this. Le- legitimately, the first time we've ever done this outside of our province. We've got show dates. It's one date so far. We are playing officially. We got the document. It's all fucking dotted and signed. Algonquin College in Ottawa, Ontario, January 17th. We're fucking coming to Ottawa. Yeah, we are. This is this will be the third time our that our nation's I've, capital. Our nation's capital. And I tell you right now, I used to have a hate on for Ottawa, but we've gone there twice with Sick Boy now. And both yeah. times we've actually performed at Algonquin College. Okay. And is it in the city? It yes, yeah, sort of. It's like I don't know. It's kind of like a, a little to the side of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it we will take like a like a ten minute drive. They'll pick us up and drive us there. Right. Um, but it's it's a cool college, yeah. and uh, we're really really fucking excited to come out. So listen, if you are if you're a Turn Me On fan, come out for sure. If you're a Sick Boy fan, uh. Well, I'm glad you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> you <laughs> should also come out. Yeah. And tell everybody you know. Let's like let's let's make this a a fucking banger. A fairly a fairly decent first date date event, yes. I would think too. Yeah. If you have someone you're yeah. kind of got your eye on, and it's going to take you a couple months to muster up the courage to ask them on a date. For sure. Yeah. And we got some games. We're going to be playing some games. We're going to have uh, <clears throat> maybe some stuff to give out to the audience. So it'll be, it'll be a fun time. Yeah. And then uh, we're, we're probably going to link in another, another show. Uh, in May that, as well. In that same trip. Maisel. Maisel. And it might be somewhere close to Ottawa. There's two options and <laughs> we haven't figured out which one's the best one yet. To the highest bidder. That's right. We will go. I'm excited about that, babe. Yeah, I'm excited too. It's been a while since, uh, I think we haven't been on a trip together since Austin, St- Austin City Limits. That's right. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, we were together at uh, at South by Southwest. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah. Okay. And then the year before that, Austin City Limits. Right. They yeah. were both in Austin. They were both in Austin. Yeah. So pardon me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, I'm having a little sugar rush right now and a little like brain mouth freeze, like my tongue is frozen because I just ate a blizzard from Dairy Queen. Yeah, um, I need a probably little... not the best thing to be eating if you're feeling sick. I was feeling sad though, and I was uh, like, you know what? Why are you sad? I'm gonna go get my fucking favorite treat. How come you're sad? I'm just feeling a little bit like directionless. What? What do you mean? Well, I'm working this job. At, with the film thing. Yeah. And the production lady. Yeah. And then we've got this. And then I, I teach the yoga. And then mm-hmm. I have this like little like bigger goal that's like down the road ish. And I just like I just wake up sometimes and I'm like, I should be more excited about the tasks at hand mm. today. And 
I, you know, sometimes I just feel like I'm trying to fit myself into little, I don't know. I just, anyway, it doesn't really matter. It's hard to explain. I was just feeling a little blue because I, um, I'm not one of those like life is short people. I'm like, I, for me, I'm like, life is long and I have a lot of it ahead of me probably. And I still, and I, I, it can't all be this feeling of like waking up being like, all right, well, here we go back in front of the computer for, right. you know, whatever. And um, it kind of clashes with like my values of like vitality. I don't feel very vital when I'm sitting in front of a computer. Right. And so I try to add balance and get up and stretch and go to yoga and walk the dogs and get fresh air and all that kind of stuff. But I sometimes I just get a little bit down about um, about the whole like uh half hat you know needing money to live and having to work a job and um you know like time is all we have and Mm. like we talk about money like or we talk about time like it's money like we spend time we save time it's definitely a currency yeah and i and yeah i just something's clashing something internally is clashing with something external do you feel do you feel like there's something that you could do like without changing anything keeping all the things the same but something else that you can add in that would change the way you go about the you know the world so an example of this would be and to, to tie this into sex and relationships yeah um i've started going on dates mm-hmm. with people and and i'm finding i'm finding this like new sense of of because it's been it's been two years now that like beck and i have been together and we we haven't really been like going on actively going on dates yeah and it's starting to happen now and i'm finding that these these moments of and they're brief moments of like going up for an hour or two hours (laughs) to have a a drink and having like a a, an extended conversation with someone Mm -hmm. i'm finding that these moments these like these dates are so rejuvenating Mm. and so refreshing not not refreshing as in like everything's been stale but it's just like it's an it's a new thing it's the novelty of it yeah there's a there's something there's something very like uplifting about it yeah and i come out of that with like a hey i learned something new or i learned something about someone or i shared something about myself with someone and they took from that or i took from them and i'm finding it like it's it's giving me this this uh, it's like a red bull <laughs> it's giving me this fucking energy gives you wings gives me wings yeah yeah i went on, I, I went on a date last night and yeah. it was so delightful good didn't end in anything right you know it wasn't like we, i i didn't go home with this woman uh-huh. she didn't come back here we had a very nice a very nice little mini makeout session before it all ended uh-huh. but but it was it was really just this like very civil conversation yeah. about anything and everything and it was re- i came out of that going like ah, yeah ah, god i feel good can't wait to start my day tomorrow yeah you know i definitely feel like there is um there's an aspect <laughs> of that that is is something i need to include which is like um more interaction with people yeah because working behind a computer is quite isolating it definitely is um and uh 
And I know that I get, I do get inspired by people. And I actually had a really brief um, 30 minute coaching session today with someone. It was a consultation on, uh, on like business stuff. And that's why I'd reached out. I was like, oh, I, I want some career coaching or business coaching for the job that I'm doing right now. And she basically, after listening to me talk for a bit, she was like, well, it sounds like you need some clarity and some direction and you need to figure out what your values are mm-hmm. so that your decision making lines up with your values. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and she was like, and you need to plan your days and your weeks so that you're getting continuous injections of inspiration by having coffee with somebody or talking on the phone with somebody or whatever. And, right. and I know for a lot of people that are self-employed, um, that's that is something I know. I know I have to make more of a, a conscious effort because people are inspiring. And I've yeah. actually felt really inspired by the last couple of recordings we've done. Um, yes. I felt like they they're like kind of mini therapy sessions in a, in a in a way. This episode right here, like yeah. the conversation that we are about to get to. Yeah. I you know, that is I mean so little heads up everyone, we're we're diving deep into tantric practice and mm-hmm. the, and the, the the concept of tantra with our guest today. Um and the, even that, coming out of that conversation last night, yeah. I was like, "Whoa." Yeah. How, how, how rejuvenating. How like how eye-opening. Uh-huh. I and feel it, like maybe maybe you could use a bit of tantra in your life. Yeah, well, that's what I was kind of walking away from my morning with from was thinking like it's an internal thing I need to adjust. It's yeah. not necessarily an external thing Mm -hmm. because some days I wake up and I'm perfectly happy and inspired and um because I feel like you're living your your best life like I feel like you are doing the things that you go I this is what I want to do I'm doing the things that I said I I wanted to do said that you've wanted to do and you're doing them now. but sometimes but then it's like well what if that doesn't feel right either you know like I made this job up I created this job and now I'm in it I'm going Oh, this job is fucking hard. It's hard. Yeah, sure. But like, of course it's hard. Yeah. It should be hard. Mm -hmm. So what can you do to make yourself feel good about it? And this is what I'm saying about like the date thing. It's like, okay, so right now. Probably shouldn't be eating ice cream. Well, A, stop eating ice cream. (laughs) Uh, but B, it's like, uh, you know, it's the same thing with, with, I'm in the same boat, babe. I started something yeah. that's mine and now I don't have I don't have a boss I'm my own boss yeah. I'm doing this now for a living it's like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a speaker and I am a, a, a podcast producer mm-hmm. and I'm, I've got new projects on the go and there's always there's like all this shit coming in yeah and f- if it was any other time in my life I would be pulling my fucking hair out yeah I'd be going batshit crazy so stressed out because there's so many things on the go but I'm not and I think the reason why I'm not is because I feel like there I'm getting I'm getting for me being social yeah. is like as important as being creative. Yeah. It's like my life force. So having these moments to go on a date. Yeah. Or this morning meet up with a friend, my friend Mo, and talk about what she's up to, her photography and whatever. Mm-hmm. And just sharing a coffee for like Fucking 30 minutes. You guys shared a coffee? We yeah, we <laughs> split a coffee. Um, uh, you know, 30 minutes, just a little, little catch up or, or going or just going to Good Robot, sitting down at the bar solo with the intention of just starting a conversation with someone I don't know. Yeah. 
these things for me yeah. are, are like, I think what keeps me kind of sane. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm wondering if like, cause I do feel like you're missing a bit of that social. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't fuel me the same way it fuels you. No, yeah. I, it takes a lot from me, but, um, for example, if like tonight, I think I'm going to go see a comedy show with some friends. There and, you go. Yeah. Um, be entertained. <coughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, there's some work to be done. There's some perspectives to shift. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just an everyday thing, I guess. I guess mm. just for me, um, I'm not my own boss right now. I, I mean, I my friend is my boss. And again, I created my job. And mm-hmm. it's really so that we could work together. But like, yeah, it's just I just want my purpose. I just want to feel connected to my purpose whatever the fuck that means right sure but anyway tantra, i'll find it tantra 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 um all right well let's uh that was a nice little catch up <laughs> it wasn't really sex based just but hang on one second that's okay hey rose lay down. get on oh. the couch oh oh i masturbated two days in a row hey uh, at the end of last week that felt great yeah, i had some go. like visuals and some scenario it's well one and i'm not gonna go into it but it um it just kind of showed up and i was like yeah i'm super into that nice yeah yeah it was great and uh did you did you come yeah i did there you go well, this is before the this tantra is before conversation. the tantric conversation now i know better yeah, right <laughs> uh oh my god i didn't even fucking tell you oh no i i think i told you i didn't tell you on the mic though oh i was in toronto for a little we were there for sick boy and we were we did a live show and we were there for a, the Hot Docs Podcast Festival. Yeah. There was somebody in Toronto. Oh, I don't know if I should say this. I'll just say it. Uh, there's, so, you know, I've talked about like how I, sometimes I kind of feel like I want to maybe experience what it's like to <laughs> be with another boy. Yep. I've never really pulled. I've only gone as far as like I I made out with some guy that proposed it to me at a party once, and mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. But he wasn't really my type. Like I wasn't like, attracted to him. Right. Uh, but it felt really nice. And so okay. there's there's one guy here in Halifax, Nelson. You fucking know. You know. <laughs> you know. You know. It. And Nelson's a, he's a he's a taken man. He's he's married to a very very charming sweet other man, uh, and that'll never happen. But like if Nelson was like, hey, let's fool around i'd be like uh okay I, i'll do that because he's just so attractive right mm-hmm. and i'm i'm into that but there's one other human who i've also had the same feeling for right where i've gone if that person said it i'd pro i'd just i'd drop everything and and do it and i would i would be comfortable trying it for the first time with this person anyway we're at, we were out one night in toronto and we go to see a friend uh, who's bartending at a bar. A friend of ours, a mutual friend from from the city, from Halifax. And uh, and we see her and it's great. And then we see this guy who we also know, uh-huh. who is this guy in question of like the guy who I, I would probably do uh-huh. the thing with. And he he like high fives Taylor, like high fives Brian, and then sees me, jumps across, grabs my face, pulls me in, plants one on my, fa- on my mouth and slips his tongue in my mouth <gasps> really briefly and i was like whoa did that just happen and i got really like flustered and and kind of like giddy about it yeah and then i was i was like i was that an accident like we, we were, did we just mash faces too hard and his tongue fell out 
into my mouth or something. I don't know. Uh-huh. So I, I sent him a message and I was like, hey, did you did, like later? Did your tongue fall into my mouth? That's basically what I said. I was like, did you did you put your tongue in my mouth? And his response was maybe. Haha, I'm sorry. And then I was like, mm, no need to apologize. You can do that anytime you like. Oh. And then and then he texted me uh, the next day and was like, yo, next time you're in Toronto, let me know. We'll, I want to take you out for dinner. Uh, XOXO. And I giggled. I, I giggled so hard. And I actually I haven't responded yet because I'm so nervous. Ah. I'm so like, I'm, I'm, I feel like a giddy little schoolgirl. Yeah. I know. Well, so that's I, fun. I know. But I, I, it makes me a little nervous. Of course it does. Yeah. It's the great unknown. <laughs> I, I know. It's so unknown. Oh, but he's so he's just so charming. You've met him. You know who yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah, I know about. who you're talking he's about. A, he is he's charming. He's fucking charming. He's kind of a babe. <clears throat> he definitely is a babe. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's... Uh, Anywho. I, I forgot to say that. That's hey, did you ever uh, bump into your friend who wanted to check out the massage parlors? Um... I no, I didn't. didn't see I that? didn't see that guy. Oh, okay. No. Uh, but he he's going back to Toronto. Oh, okay. Uh, he's got a couple trips coming up. Okay. So I don't know. I'll ask him. Ask him about that. I'll ask him about so it. See if it's still on the agenda. Uh, all right. Let's let's hit the. Uh, do we have a brain bone or do we have a? I know we had an email that just blew my mind. Yeah. Let's share that email. Um. I know we have a long episode, so maybe we'll just share this and uh, and then roll on through. Um, this message is from Emma. Hi, Bridie and Jer. I've been an avid listener now for over a year. Before listening to the podcast, I was very vanilla and so shy when talking about sex. This podcast created conversation I needed, fueled ideas and fetishes, and ultimately helped me... Uh, helped turn me into a very sex positive person. Today, I actually have some news for you guys. I am currently a student here in Halifax and live with my boyfriend in a crappy little house we rent. Some background about us. We are in a long-term monogamous relationship and have a mild, dominant, submissive relationship, me being submissive. He is currently working while attending school part-time. My course load, however, does not allow time for a job, so me and a friend of mine decided we would see if we could find a new way to earn money. We registered for a site to sell our used panties anonymously online. It's not something I get off on, but it sounded like easy money. On this site, I met a man from Europe who was drawn to me by a picture of my feet. Nice. He has offered to pay me $2,000 a month for nothing. This man's kink is to be financially dominated, something I had never heard of before. I now have the money to pay my rent for my boyfriend and I with monthly contractual payments and a bonus pedicure. Our agreement also states if he is late paying, he has to buy a sock and eat it. His idea, not mine. I wanted to write today to say thank you because, as you can see, your podcast has literally changed my life. No shit. Hopefully someday soon I can come on the podcast and talk all about this. The only catch right now being is that my dad's a listener. <laughs> Regardless, when I receive my payment, I will be joining your Patreon. Lots of love. Emma, you can say my name as this is my dominatrix alias. Oh my God. Dude, $2,000 a month. <laughs> For nothing. See, that's the kind of job that I want. Yeah. Nothing. N- yeah. Then I can finally get in the backyard and rake the leaves. $2,000 a month? You could literally just stop working at that point. 
Well, you, you, I mean, you no. could, you could, you could get by with $2,000 a month. No, no. I know what I can get. I know I okay. can get by. $2,000 a month is still fucking, it's a lot. I mean, and then count all the other underwear sales. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Get that up to like $2,500 a month. That Man, would work for me. Where are all those financially dominated women that want to be financially dominated? I will dominate the shit out of you. I'm putting it out here right too, as well. If there's anyone, I mean, males females if you're trans i don't it trans like anyone who's out there in the community who just wants a boy like myself to dominate the fuck out of your financials i'll, I'll tell you right now i'm I'll good at i'm good at wasting raised. money and i will waste that money <laughs> and also i should say emma um <clears throat> i think that uh, we should also talk uh, we basically were your agent for um, that. We'll be taking what's so, our our, so cut, our, our commission is twenty percent. Usually twenty percent, but considering uh, you know this is a considering is a, yeah considering all all sort of uh, pieces to the puzzle here, we'll 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 easily take just a a ten percent. We'll uh, take a ten percent. Um. Um, monthly, donation monthly on, donation on, on Patreon. On, on Patreon. Yeah, 5%. Jesus Christ, 3%. I, anything. 1.1%. No, no. She can spare. <laughs> she can spare the 10 to 20%. We'll leave it that up to your discretion. Um, or you know what you should do, Emma? You should just email your 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 boy toy there and, and say, you know what? On second thought, I'm going to want to uh, jack that up by... 10% because I, I have some payments for my foot agent. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Maybe uh, we should start <clears throat> posting feet on our Instagram. That's uh, not a bad idea. Yep. Not a bad idea. I'm, I'm into it. This is the music. It's playing. We're throwing it to the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you love it. Katrina Bose. She's going to talk to us about Tantra. She's, She's going to she change my mind. She changed my fucking mind. You are in for a treat. Yeah. Uh, we love you. We hope you enjoy it. And we'll see you on the other side. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Are you on a time crunch or anything like that? No? Sweet. You. Um. Well, I gotta say, I we sometimes we were talking earlier before we hit record, but we sometimes sit down and talk to people who uh, spend their life studying or like focusing in on a very particular topic or subject, uh, like when we had um, Doctor Fisher on to talk about intraperse intra sexual sexual competition in females. And James I'm, Cantor, James Cantor, who s- studies um, Paraphilia. paraphilias, yeah, and and in particular uh, pedo- pedophilia. Mm-hmm. But today we're talking to someone who specializes in the world of tantra, 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 tantra. <laughs> Is tantra like the the hillbilly way of saying it? Like tantra. Well, it's like saying mantra. Mantra, right, mantra, right? Sure, man, mantra, <laughs> right? We yeah. hear a lot of that at the yoga studio. Actually. You do, yeah, yeah, you do. Uh, so tantra, um, I is is it Katarina or Katrina? Katrina, Katrina, or Katrina? <laughs> Mostly Katrina. Katrina, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> uh, 
you why don't you why don't you explain to me and the, me the, well, because I, I can't find a good resource on this on the internet. But you know more than me. I feel like I'm the idiot. Okay, but I don't really feel like I know that much. I'm so curious, and I do multiple Google searches a month to find out what is what tantra, tantra is. <laughs> right. Well, how about we get it from from the uh, the source itself? Oh, <laughs> you're the source. <laughs> right on. The source of I'm tantra. The tantra source. Uh, what is, what is tantra? Like what? How? What do you? How would you explain it to a dum dum like me? Like a dum dum. <laughs> um. So tantra in the West is very different than how it originated. Uh, the origins of Tantra, was it's really a very spiritual practice. We tend to, people tend to either be physically based or spiritually based. You know, we tend to be very much either. It's all about work, children, relationships, fitness, whatever we're into. And once in a while, you know, we burn incense and do yoga or we go to church. And that's our spiritual part. Or smudge a room. Or smudge a room. Like, honestly, like yeah. what we do, that's, that's sort of our, our part of it, mm-hmm. right? Or... We're only spiritual. You know, we meditate and everything physical just takes us away from that uh, connection with God. Like, Are you talking about like monks and and nuns who kind of devote their entire life to their spiritual practice? Yeah. um, Even a lot of a lot of meditation practices, even a lot of yogis, Mm. you know, where it's really only the divine connection. Mm. And Tantra says that. And then they may still have to eat and they still have to do basic human things, but they really, all that matters is the connection to God. And that's where sex becomes bad, money becomes bad. All Mm. these things are just distractions from your true path. Tantra says that all of these things have to go together. It's bringing that divinity, that absolute infinite, infinite possibilities into our physical lives, into our relationships, into our jobs, into our sex, into everything and then all of a sudden life becomes literally infinitely amazing. Mm. But of course the West, when they hear about this, we basically apply anything we learn to the most broken parts of us. And because our relationships and our sex lives are so messed up over here, we go, oh, so you make love for hours and you connect with the divine and oh my God, that's what I want to do. But right, because because mm-hmm. when I hear of tantra, I think, okay, super crazy sex positions, right, and never coming, like that's that's where, or at least like, so you're half right, okay, All right. right, so it's not crazy sex positions. That's Kama Sutra, <laughs> and that's ah. a whole different thing. Kama Sutras, and again, even that's completely misunderstood because right. it's all about healing and things. It's it's not about you know acrobatics it's, so, so kama sutra huh. and tantra are they're actually separate they're two yeah, se- they're separate completely different things yeah you heard it here folks yeah don't make the mistake <laughs> well, whereas that, the the coming the not coming thing is a huge thing that people hate right unless you've done it mm-hmm. and then you can't fathom ever coming again whoa 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 wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> I, okay, okay. Because okay. the way you worded that, you were like, it's a thing that everybody hates. Um, I thought you were going in, in the direction of like, everyone hates... I thought you were saying something to the degree of like, everyone hates coming too fast. So we... we but you're saying in, in, like never coming as in in Tantra. There's a practice in Tantra of just like... Edging. Of never... No, it's not edging. Okay. So edging is very different. Okay. Um, oh, we're going to learn a lot here. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're so, in for it. The key, the key is like, and again, Tantra is not just about sex. And yes. this is the problem is when people, 
there's there's two there's a lot of different ways to look at tantra and one way sorry i'll come back to the the coming mm-hmm. thing but mm-hmm. in the east there'd be the white tantra and white tantra tantra in its very core is about full integration of the divine god however you see that into your life mm-hmm. full integration and the west loves to delete that yeah right it doesn't matter what it is they take yoga and they delete the divine because they don't want to piss anybody off mm-hmm. but yoga that you don't just pass along asana for 5000 years to worthy students mm-hmm. <laughs> like th- this is a much deeper a m- m- amazing practice right yeah and tantra is the same and so in the west we delete the divine and say so give me practices to have long orgasms i want to be an amazing lover i want to you know and then maybe we'll blend that into our lives later because eventually people realize that okay, I'm not actually having the ecstasy that the tantrics are promising Mm. because they're deleting their infinite parts. They're not focusing on all of the other all of the other blocks that take to build that that castle right it's, right they're just focusing on that one tier well so for example because i know you hate chakras so i'll talk about <laughs> it okay so, like you know what's really funny is that as soon as this conversation started there's people listening going holy fuck how is jeremy how is he gonna get through this I, like how i can i can f- hear the eyes rolling into the back of his head but I, look i am coming into this conversation with such a wide million miles wide open heart, I'm ready to I'm ready to get f- fucking divine. converted. I'm, yeah, <laughs> converted. Yeah, yeah. So convert me. Yeah. So in, let's assume that chakras are real. Sure. Okay. Let's okay. Just, let's, in, let's, an absolute truth. We're assuming just, that. They're, let's just yeah. assume in that in that land, and and again because in the east this is how they map the body. They map the body based on energy and not physical right mm-hmm. over here we say respiratory systems circulatory mm-hmm. systems over there they map according to energy and ma- energy and matter i actually have a math degree so oh, no. i'm Ooh. all about quoting einstein and shit there so. we go all right oh, now. that oh, makes yeah. you that makes everything you say so much more legit and <laughs> yeah <as> absolutely <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i'm so on board right now okay and so it's the whole like equals mc squared thing right that energy equals matter times the time the speed of light squared that it's actually interchangeable Mm-hmm. So in the West, we look at it physically. In the East, we look at it energetically. It's mm-hmm. exactly the same thing. Under an electron microscope, we're just energy. Right. So mm-hmm. it's, in my opinion, it's a very, very reasonable system. So is that's it, my argument. Right. Is it, is it basic, like in your point of view, do you think it's just basically down to a language? Like it's, it's the difference between, it's the difference between, this might be a really shitty analogy, but the difference between communicating I love you in Chinese to communicating I love you in English. It's the same it's the same sentiment, it's the same meaning, it's the same thing really when you boil it down. It's just heard differently from one person to the other. Partly, I would more say that it's almost like a a slight shift of a diamond or something. You you know, you look at something mm. through a certain side mm-hmm. of a prism and then you look at it from another side and it reorders the whole thing mm. and it actually is a different system so okay. there's not a an equivalent to the respiratory system and the chakra system mm-hmm. it's not because you shifted it slightly and now you're actually looking at it from a different angle okay so in the chakra system that we generally look at there's seven chakras in the lower three there's like the lower triangle and then there's the upper triangle so in the lower triangle the first chakra is how you fit into community it's your security it's your safety it's how you ground into the earth and it's how you fit in the village. 
Is that the root chakra? The root chakra, yeah. Gotcha. All right. Muladhara, right? Muladhara. Oh, oh, Mm. ship, righty. Oh, yeah, we're so Sanskrit. (laughs) Here we go. And then the second chakra, and I'm just talking about, I'm talking just with the philosophical, the philosophical, the philosophical aspects of the chakras. There's obviously applications to a thousand other things. The second chakra is how we connect with each other. Our sex, our sex chakra. It's our left and right. It's our masculine, feminine, yin and yang. And our third chakra is who we are. So if you imagine, so it's our ego. It's who mm-hmm. we are. Mm-hmm. And so if you imagine that as a triangle, this is how we fit in the village. Mm. Who am I? How do I interact with you? And how do I fit in the whole? The upper triangle, if you go to the crown of the head, this is our, I don't know what it is in Sanskrit, our seventh chakra. This is our connection to source, to God, to spirit, to whatever that is, whatever you believe, whatever is beyond these muscles and bones, mm-hmm. right? Whatever that is, that's our seventh chakra. And our third eye and our sixth chakra, this is how we hear the guidance of this. It's mm. inspiration. It's all those gut instincts. It's those little voices that say, oh, Ideas, my God, creativity, right? That come that out of, of nowhere. The eureka moments. Right. All yeah, those yeah. things. They come into the our third bulb. eye. Yeah. The light bulb. Literally, yeah. right? Oh, my God. I have some. Continue. Brian's Bri- <laughs> mind is just exploding <laughs> here. Down. <laughs> this is, I, I like this. I like this a lot. Uh-huh. This, babe, this, you, might, you made a good idea bringing... Oh, we're still uh, in the middle of the triangle. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So then the, the throat chakra... The throat chakra is how we speak this wisdom. Right. So how we take the, the, the ahas and the, and the light bulbs and, and get them share out. Share them. Mm. Okay. okay. And this is where even as a teacher, you know, you'll be teaching and all of a sudden things will come out of your mouth and they'll flow and you're like, wow, where'd that even come from? Mm. And it just is flowing. But it's flowing through this upper triangle. This is our spiritual triangle. So the key in Tantra, for example, is linking the upper triangle and the lower triangle. And of course, the one that's missing is the fourth chakra, which is the heart center. And this is why in yoga, in Tantra, we do so many things that are heart openers. Mm. Because if the heart is broken, for whatever reason, or shut down, or however we want to say it, Mm -hmm. we will stay stuck in the physical. And we won't listen, and we don't want to hear any guidance. We don't want to know that it's part of a bigger purpose. We don't want to know any of that stuff. And we will stay in the lower triangle. Or we'll stay in the upper triangle. Mm. And that may look like I just dedicate myself to God, forget about the rest of the world. Or it may look like I'm just going to float through life and never have a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I don't, I don't want to be part of the village. Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of, I believe right now, we focus a lot on healing the heart. And as soon as we heal the heart, then all of a sudden we can actually become fully human. We actually take our full divinity, our full spiritual self, and we flow it into the world and we manifest and we create amazing things. And then we take feedback from the world and we bring that back up through and we ask for more guidance. And then we really become fully human. And this is, a, this is really the foundation of Tantra. And this is why it's really important to bring this all, it all flows and it's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. So the heart's like the bridge. Kind the of. heart is the bridge. Mm-hmm. This, what's really interesting about that whole little mini like lecture that you just gave mm-hmm. that and I, I don't th- I don't know if we've talked about this really at all on on our show I know we talked about it at length on sick boy but um, you you basically saw I had this really really um, life-changing experience this past spring uh, out west on Salt Spring Island mm. I I took part in this um 
it was a, a basically a guided um, Medicine? trip uh, using uh, what's referred to as 5-MeO-DMT. It's, it's, or, or also known as BUFO. It's basically this, this, uh, this poison secreted off the back of a toad oh, in yeah. the Sonora Desert. And you take it, it's crystallized, you smoke it. And it's a, it is, it's, it's considered like the po- most powerful hallucinogenic known to man. And this shaman led the, 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 the experience. And it was, uh, words will never describe the, what I felt, what I went through in that experience. However, you just describing that entire process of like the community in the lower three and, and the, the sort of divinity in the upper three and the heart being the bridge that like just hearing you say that is, is almost, almost how I would go to describe that entire sensation of that whole experience Mm. was like, I've, I never in my life after coming out of that experience, like moments, moments, the, the, the very brief moments of coming out, it, it was like the first time in my life where I felt that sense of infinite space and wonder out of that top seventh chakra. Yeah. But at the same time, this like this deep need for the relationships and the love that I foster in, in, in the people in my life right. and how like it was just the sense of like everything is connected. Everything is okay. And everything is so infinitely beautiful. And hearing you go through that, like this, like chakra, the lower chakra to the top chakra, I was going, Oh my God. Oh my God. That- <laughs> what did it do to widen your bridge? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like honestly though. Yeah, it did. It really did. Like that was, yeah. Hmm. Now and now, I'm a very malleable person. But now I'm like, God damn! I want to, I want to look into tantra. I've never heard about the triangles before. I'd never, I haven't gotten that far in my own like personal cool. research on it or practice of <coughs> uh, working with chakras. Um, so that I that was also mind blowing for me. But let's come back to the not never coming. Okay, so, so how does that? <laughs> how does that fit? Yeah. So when I'm just so we'll just focus on the sex part because so basically if we take tantra and we apply that to our sex lives, right? Mm-hmm. You actually have to look at why you would ever want to actually be intimate with another person, mm-hmm. right? The problem is if we get locked in the lower the lower triangle, the only reason to have sex in that case is to make babies. It's right. a primal urge to procreate community, and that's it create community right. create more community that's all add to the add to the flock right right and because we're taught nothing in sex right when we're young we're basically said we're told don't do it wear a condom don't get pregnant don't mm-hmm. get an std mm-hmm. that's all we're told and the reason we're not told anything because our parents don't know any better and neither do our teachers yeah. all they know about is procreative sex too but the bottom line is if you're not trying to make a baby there's no reason to ejaculate because ejaculation is separate from orgasm. Mm. They're different. Mm-hmm. Ejaculation has no sensation except release. Right? right? Orgasm tends to happen in a man at the same time because that's how nature wants it. Otherwise, you won't do it. Mm-hmm. Right? 
But as soon as you don't want to procreate, there's no reason to have procreative sex that's completely locked in the lower chakras. Right? Mm-hmm. Because we're bigger than that. We're like, we're huge. So now all of a sudden, when you decide to be intimate with someone, first of all, like with Tantra, then it's not just about having regular sex and not coming. That's not it. That's not Tantra because that's just annoying. Right? Because you've just been doing this edging thing, right? Yeah. You're just like pound, 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 pound. Stop, 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 stop. That's terrible. That's mm. just hell. That's just, why would you do that? That's awful. Right. Right? That's because you're just having procreative sex without finishing. Right. So that's, a, it's a whole nother thing. So you have to kind of, and it doesn't even matter whether you're heterosexual, homosexual, it doesn't matter. It's the same procreative model. It's a whole pile of friction and you just have this sort of friction orgasm until everybody mm. releases and again, even asking yourself, what do you need to release? F- like, what are you so stressed out about? Mm-hmm. Like, what's wrong with a whole pile of awesome life force energy flowing through your body all the time? Mm-hmm. Why dump it on the ground? You know? And so what's interesting in, in Tantra, if you look at what humans really are. So now you imagine this flowing chakra, right? And you look at this other human and you go, oh, my God, you're this incredible physical human. And you're this incredible divine human with infinite possibilities, infinite love, infinite connection, infinite things could happen. And now two infinite beings come together and you look at each other and you go, oh my God, what could happen if we merged? Right? We're not talking about babies. We're not talking about any of that. There's enough people. It's okay. So now you have two infinite beings coming together. This is a tantric connection. But to do that, we have to really change how we act towards each other. We have to be kind. We have to be vulnerable. We have to be open. And this is the real journey of Tantra, is personally actually coming to that safe place inside that says, you know what? I'm great. You're great. Let's see what happens when this all comes together. So then all of a sudden, the bodies, like you would imagine just simply touching, right? Mm -hmm. You just simply touch someone really gently with love you can send shivers through their entire body right which feels great which feels great if you only did that you know like i can lie with my lover fully clothed just lying right on top of them and just sort of just gently touching each other's faces and you can't plan it either infinity sucks sometimes because you can't plan it Right. So you have to just flow with whatever comes. Mm. And then all of a sudden it's like the energies just lock into each other and you just both go into this like shared full body orgasm and nothing sexual has even happened yet because you're just so incredibly connected. Right. So now you imagine you actually get naked and you have these crazy sensitive genital regions And now all of a sudden these are now coming together and you're playing with them. And all you're really doing is increasing the energy in the human. As we release all of our stresses, we release all these things, we come fully into the body. And now the bodies actually connect however you want to connect them. You know, whether it's heterosexual or homosexual, doesn't matter. But you connect the bodies. Now all of a sudden the bodies are just plugs into each other. You're just simply connecting these infinite electrical circuits you're just mashing your atoms into each other's atoms honestly yeah but creating an electrical circuit Mm. because in Mm. every in every interaction so for example just back to the spiritual stuff Mm -hmm. 
to blend divinity with the physical isn't all that easy because divinity is like a oneness, right? Whatever you call it, you know, it's that omnipotent, omnipresent, all that stuff. It's a oneness. We are one, blah, 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 right? Which is just, it's true. It's like, it's sort of like within this heart center, when you point at your heart center and you say, I am in here, there's a stillness in there. The physical world is in duality. It's in magnetism. You know, even an atom, when you look at an atom, how we're put together, we're just energy, not even touching, just simply being held in place by magnetism. The only reason we're even physical is because we're energy held together by magnetism. Right. So now you imagine you take two people. If we actually want to interact, we have to polarize. All couples, male, female, male, male, female, female, it doesn't matter. You must polarize if you want to join. If you want to just two be two infinitely fun people hanging out side by side, that's awesome, but you won't merge. You have to polarize. And when that masculine, feminine, yin and yang come together and you fully merge, you come back to the oneness and you feel bliss. So within the relationship, within the sexuality, within what you're doing, there will be a masculine and feminine component. One is giving, one is receiving, one is holding space while the other one is wild and chaotic. There will be this incredible polarity. And as that polarity deepens and it gets wider and wider, you will actually like merge into one. Does that, does that polarity generally speaking, I don't, this might be a dumb question, but like, does that polarity, <laughs> is it a give and take? Like, is it, does it transfer? No. Okay. No, the feminine, whoever the, the feminine or yin partner is, will be strengthened internally by going deeper and deeper and deeper into that receiving or chaos. And the masculine partner will become stronger within. Right. Be by getting stronger, like literally by. And the thing is, and it's, and I know this is a touchy topic and it's a longer, way longer conversation, but. We have a lot of problem with giving and receiving and stuff because we're all kind of coming into things broken. But when we come in whole, like when we just assume, you know what, I'm a whole being, you're a whole being. I'm going to come in and I'm going to play the masculine or yang role and one's going to play the feminine or yin role. Absolute magic happens. Turn me on. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So I know that based on our demographic, I feel like the majority of listeners just listen to that and we're like, holy smokes. <laughs> Hell yeah, sign me up. And that, but I also know that there's people that there are people who are listening that are going, that what the fuck? Like I don't, I can't wrap my head around that. I can't. That's not tangible. That doesn't make sense to me. But I think the reason for that is probably if 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 someone is feeling that way, it's mostly because you can't relate it to something that you've felt in your own your own life. And look, I still I still am an eye roller. I still am an eye roller to like to to this sort of stuff. However, there's some things that you said there that uh, like I'm going, yeah, I've, you know, I've, I've experienced that. I've, I've felt that. I felt that recently. And I'm, and I, afterwards, after this like really, really magnetic connection, mm-hmm. I remember, I, I think I even said to you, mm-hmm. I was just c- trying to like wrap my head around like, why, why is that? Like, how is that? Like, how come that ha- can happen sometimes with some people, but some, some people it just doesn't. I guess my question is like, do you think that this this uh, this concept of like divinity through through human connection, intimate connection, do you think that you have to be practicing tantra to like go there, or do you think that's a place that you can go, just stumble into based on meeting someone very specific in the world that you just kind of like you have that sort of blink like we we mesh. I think you can totally stumble into it yeah. because it's intrinsically human. Like it's like what we're doing now in gen in the world is very inhuman. Like it's very robotic. It's very defensive. It's very animosity. Like there's so much fight in us. Like is, and I believe that part of this is, is historically when we came together as couples, it wasn't about love. It wasn't about intention. It wasn't even about choice. You know, in my grandmother's day, you know, she was born in a time that women weren't even human. We weren't even persons. Mm. Right. So you got married. You couldn't divorce. So relationships weren't based on love. They weren't based on openness. And it was based on fighting for your own survival as a human. Yeah, Yeah, right. And so this is very new. But every so often, but but it's not human. This is so natural, what I'm saying. It is Mm. so inside every one of us. Like, that's what I feel when I teach. It's like I'm not actually teaching anything new. I'm just giving words to something that deep inside we already know. But we have to unlearn some things. Mm. We have to, like for me, if I was to date someone who had game, (laughs) you know, and was trying to play me, I'd be like, oh, honey. Yeah, right. (laughs) Come on. I know. (laughs) Just just relax. It's okay. Yeah. You know, but we've been taught game because we're so defensive and we're so afraid and we're so unable to be vulnerable. So what I find even in teaching Tantra, all I'm, it's almost like you're just sort of deleting old programs and stuff from the past and pain and all that stuff. And then what's left is like magic. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
I've, like I've been thinking about this a lot about how I, I and I'm, I want to get your thoughts on all this, Brad. Like I I feel like the way that I've related to sex, especially since we opened our marriage up and and especially and, and especially with like this this whole podcast is like to me, I relate to sex as I look at it as this way to commute, just a form of communication. Right. Simply a form of communication. I also, I can't procreate. Like I, I, I do not have the, I do not have the, the, the physical ability to impregnate, impregnate another human. I just can't do it. So maybe that also plays a role in, into why I, I view sex the way I view it. But I find like my views on sex differ quite, are quite different from a lot of my peers, a lot of my friends. Not to say that it's not important or not like special. But I, I more so look at it as this like just form of like really fun, really intimate, really deep communication with somebody else. It's a language. And I feel like a lot of what you're saying, I'm going, yeah, yeah, that, that's kind of like, like you just said, like you're not you're saying something that just already resonates. You're saying something that makes sense. Just put in this way in this new way of, of thinking or new way of, of sort of viewing it. So just within that, before I, in the land of not coming, just to answer Oh, yeah, that, yeah, right, 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 right. In that communication, what part of the communication is ejaculating? Shaking, yeah. shaking hands and saying, nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like, I, don't, I mean, I guess for me, it's like, because uh, I do love, I do love to come. I mean, I love that sensation, but, it, but it's, it's like a, it's the, I don't know. I guess like for me, it's like the, it's the, it's the, the end of that chapter. It's like, I, okay, I finished the chapter. Now I close the book. I'll come back to the book later to continue that story. So here's this. So imagine this Mantak Chia, who's a huge Taoist Tantra teacher who's and they and Taoists really look at conserving energy in the body. Mm-hmm. Right? And this is a beautiful thing that I, I took from him that, and I certainly have experienced and lived by. He saw the act of making love and ejaculating like climbing a mountain. So you have foreplay and you're fooling around and maybe you're in intercourse and you're climbing this mountain of pleasure, right? And you get to the top, you get to the top, and then you get to the top and you think, okay, it's time to jump off and you jump and it's awesome. And then you get to the bottom and it's over. Right, you finished. That's the ejaculation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the next time you have sex, you get to go and start at the bottom of the mountain and you climb the mountain again. Well, what mm-hmm. happens if you climb the same mountain 400 times? You're pretty tired of climbing that fucking pretty mountain. Pretty tired, right? So then maybe I'm going to go climb another mountain. Or maybe I'll bring toys up the mountain. Or maybe I'll bring friends up the mountain. I'll bring lingerie up the I'll mountain. I'll bring lingerie up the mountain. <laughs> I'll do whatever I can to make this mountain more interesting yeah. because I'm so freaking sick of mm-hmm. this mountain, mm-hmm. right? So if you don't ejaculate, what it's like is that you climb the mountain, and again, you're not having hard, banging, thrusting sex. Yeah. Because if you do that, it's just like, you know, amping up one of those little hot wheels, and like, you know, it's got to go, right? (laughs) You've just done that. So you're having much slower, deeper, connective sex, which Mm -hmm. is also a very interesting point I'd like to get back to. But um the thing is, when you don't ejaculate, you just have this beautiful lovemaking, you climb the mountain, you get to the top, and then you just rest and you leave it. And you let all this sexual energy stay in your system, nourishing yourself, re-energizing yourself. The next time you're intimate with that person, 
you start where you left off. You're still at the top of the mountain. And you now climb a new mountain. A mountain on top of that mountain? A mountain on top of the mountain. Because actually the truth is you're actually only on the foothills. Right, uh. but you can't see the foothills because you keep you can't see beyond them because you keep jumping off. Jumping off, yeah, right. Right, but then you kind of go through the mist a little, and there's a whole another right. mountain there. And then if you keep climbing and then you don't ejaculate, then the next time you get to start from that point, and it just gets better and better and better and better. And it you never ever ever do the same thing twice. And and here's the weird thing about all the positions. It's not that you're doing different positions, but the energy is so different. It's it's unfathomable. Like there really are no words for it. All mm. you know is you suddenly connect and you're having a whole it's like flying down a wormhole, mm. which is what we're made for. Like beyond the procreative urge, there's so much more. And and that's where the I mean, and it doesn't matter if you ejaculate. I mean, like, whatever. Sometimes it's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> and right. Sometimes yeah. it just happens. Sometimes, sometimes right? base jumping can be fun. Base jumping yeah. can be fun. Right? Yeah. And, then, and some, you know, it's it's all good. Like, yeah. that's not it. Like, and you, you never want to shame someone. It's like, ah, uh, you know, but, right. but it's a real, and here's the other thing about men, for example, in ejaculation and this polarization. A lot of men really struggle to feel strong. You know, to, there's a real difference between a man that feels really strong and knows he's strong and one that's desperately hoping you think he is. Mm, mm-hmm. So I watch men work at not ejaculating, right? Because mm. you're having this thing, and you can see them in there just... Their faces they're tro- they're, Yeah, their faces, they're, they're just they're like, like... I can... Holding you know? their breath. And, and it's interesting because, you know, I remember one man, he would, you know, he would feel me back off, right? Because if I went... Because mm. when, when we really start to orgasm, we'll just suck it right out of you. Right. Right? Yeah, like, who right. are we kidding? Like, yeah, we're all yeah. playing here, right? <laughs> yeah. And so he'll feel me back off my orgasm, right? Because I'll feel him. Like, we know, right? We know when you're going to go. And so I'll back off because I don't want it to end. Mm-hmm. I want to make love for hours and hours and hours. Mm-hmm. You know, like, my partner, he, he'll take a day off and we'll spend seven, eight hours making love. <sighs> Right? Holy sweet mother of God. <laughs> right? I mean, that's my favorite days ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so to me, I mean, it's much better if we're not ejaculating because then we mm-hmm. just honestly have this incredibly long, beautiful lovemaking session. And so I'll pull back and, and you'll, you know, the guy will be like, what are you pulling back for? And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't want you to come. Mm-hmm. And they're like, and you see them like, and and then they start to align something <laughs> inside of them. It's like they start getting their ducks in a row. It's like, no, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to. And they can't explain what they're doing, but they're doing something inside. And they are deleting the chaos and they are finding the straight. And then all of a sudden they go, I got you. Go. And I'll tell you as a woman, see, look at that. <laughs> right? As, as, a, as a woman, when a man looks at you and says, I've got you, like you can actually orgasm to your full, holy crap. That is the most amazing thing. Yeah. And they've got you. And they're, and and with men, it is just a choice. And as soon as a man feels that power, that they are not just at the whim of their ejaculation, mm. I don't know. I think, Infinite. Yeah. I think yeah. you walk about a yeah. foot taller. Yeah. And so that's, it's, not a, it's not a loss. Mm-hmm. And you can actually, they call it injaculating, that you actually can feel the orgasm go up through your whole body. And it's just come out of your mouth. It'll come out your fingers. Your (laughs) no. I'm so sorry. 
No, it's not like that. But <laughs> it's like it's the most amazing thing because basically you have all of this energy, say, down in the second chakra, mm-hmm. right? In the genital mm-hmm. area. And basically in your mind, in the man, you decide if I want to make a baby, I'm going to send it outwards so it shoots up into the ovaries <coughs> or... I'm going to send it upwards in my body. Mm. Like it's entirely up to you mm. which way that incredible infinite energy goes. See, I, 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 it's, it doesn't surprise me that that the way we view things in the West, like because everything you're saying, it, I, I'm sure people hear this and they go, "Yeah, hey, wait, I want to, I want to have tantric sex. Yeah, tantric sex. That it's all about tantric sex. <laughs> like, forget all the other divine, divine shit. Like." Tantric sex, that's where the that's where the key right? is. Right? I mean, if someone hears me talk, they're like, right on. That's, how do I do that? Yeah. Sign me That's up. what I want. Exactly. I want eight hours of sex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but again, it's not, the practice of Tantra, th- that, that is not even, that's just, a, that's just a, a, a small morsel of what the actual entire practice, the, the, the philosoph- philosophical idea of Tantra is. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting stuff. This is, this is really interesting. It's so funny because... I don't really know how to use vocabulary to, that's inclusive because we're talking about like men and women. Mm-hmm. But I really want to say like as a woman or I guess as someone with a vagina, I'm used to um, not coming every time mm-hmm. I have sex. Mm-hmm. And I know what that can lead to in my body. And I know I can get shivery and like in a good way. Um and then if I come back to sex later that day, I do feel like I'm picking up where I left off. Right. Cool. Interesting. Right. Um, so I, I bet there's a, there's a few people that can relate to that. Um, um, but I've also felt that in yoga. Mm-hmm. I felt the same thing. And I've always attributed it to um, breathing way too deeply and way too slowly. But I get... I strive for that sort of lightheaded body buzz mm. when I'm practicing and I access it generally through like ridiculously long breaths and um, and very full and complete, like finding all the little corners and pockets of my lungs and filling up and filling up. So I feel like I'm bursting at the seams and then retaining it. And then letting it go with control as well, and just like I'll be vibrating by yeah. the end of a practice. Remember the remember the first class that you ever mm-hmm. the first the yeah. first yoga class that I ever took. Bridie actually taught it, and I remember taking that class, and it was it was in a hot yoga studio. I remember just being like, "Holy shit, this is so hot! This is so incre- like crazy." I, I like, can I get to the end of it? I don't know if I can. I feel really good in my body though. And I've, I've, I, I've never, I've never felt like I've been able to breathe so well in my life. Jeremy has cystic fibrosis, by the way. He right. has a degenerative lung disease. Lung disease. So this it was like, it was really profound. And then I'm laying there in final Shavasana and I'm having this sensation that I've at to this point in my life have never had my, my entire existence. And the only way I could describe it was I was having a full, like, mind-blowing orgasm in the center of my heart. Mm. I was having this heart orgasm. <laughs> and I, I, I laid there in Shavasana 
until one of the trades came in and just started mopping the floor. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I guess I got to get up. But like, I don't want to fucking move. I don't want to, I don't want to ruin this. And I got up and I went to the change room and it was still there. I took a shower. The feeling was still there. I came out into the lobby and Brad was like, how was your class? And I was like, <laughs> I, I had a hor- heart orgasm. Like I didn't know, I just, I didn't know what to say. I need salt. Yeah, I need salt also that the big time. But, but. And I've, and like you were saying, like I've, I've, I strive for that feeling, mm. you know, and I've had it a couple more times in my practice today, but it's such a, and we, when you were talking about sort of, it, what, what did you say in internally orgasming or, or mm-hmm. ejaculating, mm-hmm. I, I, immediately my mind went, oh, I wonder if that's like what a heart, heart orgasm is like. If yeah. you ejaculate, do you heart orgasm? Cause like, <laughs> well, it, yeah. So I'd love to talk about that because in yoga, for example, so if you imagine in Tantra, the the first people often say, well, I can't study Tantra because I don't have a partner. Mm. But it's actually the most complicated to begin with a partner because you're going to bring in all kinds of relationship stuff and issues and things because it's really you that becomes Tantric, Mm. right? So first, I mean, the very first connection (coughs) is between god the divine and you however you see that you know so this is the first union between the divine and the physical so personally you know my first book what if you could skip the cancer that was my journey there because i needed to realize that i wasn't just human you know with the cancer it was like you have divine guidance you know i i've been uh i've been studying aa lately Mm. (laughs) it's a weird you know it's just a an amazing amazing program and one of the guys, they were talking about agnostics and the difference between an atheist and an agnostic. And they said an atheist doesn't believe in or doesn't believe in God. An agnostic believes in God, but acts as if they don't. Huh. So they don't actually integrate it into the guidance or into right. their lives or anything. But they'll say, oh, yeah, yeah, I believe. But they, they don't actually use it in their life. Mm. And, and, and this is the same. So the beginning of Tantra really is... It's almost like, when did you first have an experience that you couldn't explain? Mm-hmm. Right? What mm-hmm. I mean, in my book, Tantric Intimacy, there's a story that might tell about my dad when he was in his 20s and he was driving tour buses in the Rockies. And he was heading down this mountain, driving a tour bus with people on it. And there was a curve at the bottom and there was a bridge at the bottom that he had to go across that only carried, it only allowed one vehicle. And as he was going down the mountain, he realized that his brakes were gone. And he was going down and he thought, oh, my God, please let there not be anything on that bridge because I can't stop. And as he was going around the corner, he turned and he saw the bridge. And sure enough, there was another tour bus halfway across the bridge. And he was like, there's nowhere to go, right? It's the Rocky Mountains. It's oh, it's forward or over. And he went up to the other bus and he kind of just blinked or something. And he was on the other side of the bridge and they never touched. He went back to the garage and he was just like heart pounding and they all came running out and they're like, what the hell happened on the bridge? The other bus driver just got back and he was white as a ghost and everything else. And my dad, he's like an 84 year old, tough, awesome dude. And to this day, if he tells this story, he starts to cry. Whoa. Right. I am covered in goosebumps right now. Right. And so this is when we all have these moments in time that we're like, all right, the world is not as we think it is. Yeah. 
And these are the things, these are actually the seeds of all spiritual practice, of all yoga practice, of all tantra <clears throat> practice, because these are the seeds that say, there is more than what I understand. Mm -hmm. And so this is the beginning, is this connection with whatever that is and believing in that. The second step is our internal balance, our internal yin and yang, our internal masculine feminine. Within yoga, it's so beautiful. If you're doing asana even, you will come to perfect bliss when your masculine and feminine is balanced within the posture, when you are strong in the structure and you allow the inner chaos and vulnerability to flow within the structure. Mm. The stronger your structure, the more you can breathe, the deeper you can go, and you will find absolute bliss in that masculine-feminine balance within that, and you'll come back to the unity. When I was writing this book, actually, I went through a time that I went celibate, and I really focused on balancing my inner, I'd been married for 20 years, and I was really dying the death. I was very used to having a partner, and so I was sort of, I was in Toronto, and you know, it's really easy to get lucky in Toronto. <laughs> So I did a lot of yes, market research, <laughs> you know, so let's just say. <laughs> and then eventually I, I was like, okay, this isn't quite it. So I went celibate. And in that celibacy, I really looked at it and said, what am I really seeking in another person? And I, in a masculine, for example, to my feminine. And I became that and I built that part of me up. So that energy actually started flowing in union within me. And I started having like spontaneous orgasms all the time. I'd be like sitting in like the Toronto Reference Library up on Young there. Mm. And I'd be sitting there reading something from my book that I was writing. And all of a sudden I'd read some beautiful like Hafiz poem. And I'd go on, oh, I'd take a deep breath. And all of a sudden my whole body would go into this crazy orgasm in the middle of the library. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, <laughs> this, is, this is interesting. And then I started practicing. And I'm not, this is a longer story too. But it's like, so like, you know, I might lie in bed like not touching myself, not masturbating, but just receiving. These are my words and people have to replace them with their own. But for me, it's like receiving God mm. through breath. But through that, it requires complete relaxation. I have to be completely vulnerable, completely open. And there's a lot of nights I can't do it because I'm chewing on stuff. Yeah. But if I can do it, I can lie in my bed completely receive it into me and go into full body orgasm just lying there whoa and and this is full yeah. so my my teacher who helped me years 20 years ago when i was sick he used to say to us he never called it tantra but my husband and i would go to him when he was doing treatments on me and he would say he said i don't understand humans he said you know he says you can walk around fully orgasmic all day long and you just choose to be stressed out instead <laughs> You know, or he'd say, he'd say, you know, if you're not going to make love for three hours, why would you even start? Mm. And he would say all these things. And my husband and I would sit there going, what, what are you going to do yeah. for three hours? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and so he was sort of the beginning seeds for me with all of this. Right. And now I get it. So now imagine you have this beautiful inner balance. And you know that you can be fully orgasmic anytime you want. You can just close your eyes. And, you know, the man I'm seeing now, we were... We went on a date and I was telling him this, right? And he's like, 
you can just like have an orgasm. Like, so I'm like, I'm trying to explain it to him. So, and I, of course I kind of close my eyes trying to find the words and my whole body goes into this crazy, in the middle of this Thai restaurant. I'm like, hold on a second, just, just wait a minute. You just came right there at the table. <laughs> it was crazy. It was oh, awesome. Wow. And, but then he's like, well, then what do you need me for? Uh, and I'm like, but do you know what? Do you know what's pot? Well, this is just it. So we often talk about men being, you know, that men have a single orgasm and mm. women are multi-orgasmic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The key in union, right? Because when the masculine and feminine or the yin and yang, like in a same-sex couple, come together, you have a union. You're you you lose track of the bodies, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And in that union, the power of the masculine partner, whoever that is. Right, that power animates the feminine. Mm. Right, it actually energizes, and then you share the orgasm. You share the experience. It's not me and you anymore. It's us uh, yeah. having this crazy experience. This is where all of a sudden ejaculation is like, why would I do that? Right, we're having this incredible wave, an amazing thing, and it's not all like I'm not like seven hours of mad passionate craziness. Because we are, we're like sine curves, right? We go up and down. Like this is a very natural human thing. And so we're crazy, crazy passionate. Oh my God, oh my God. And then you kind of come into a rest phase mm-hmm. and you kind of cuddle and make out. And then all of a sudden like, oh my God, here we go again. And we go up and, the, and this is how it goes. And so the non-ejaculation thing is you may kind of ride this wave and ride the wave. And then all of a sudden you're kind of like. The roller coaster stops. You want to sleep for a while? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And everyone's fully happy and awesome and yeah. it's genius. And maybe you wake up in the morning and go, hey, how are you doing? You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you get to right. start again. And it's, right. and it's beautiful. And, and as much as Tantra is not about sex, like this is where this kind of intimacy is so beautiful. Like it's become mm. really demonized. And even sometimes I think sex is used to be rebellious. Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. as opposed to you know one of my students once said he said what if making love is literally like making love energy on the planet mm-hmm. almost like as you're actually making love with this person it's literally like this beautiful cloud floating out so all it might not be you. a human life but it is a creation yeah totally very cool this is all very (laughs) cool stuff i'm I'm super into it one thing that i like about what you're saying too is i don't know do you know who esther perel is Mm -hmm. she she's one of my favorite uh uh teachers anyway and i um she she'll say when does when uh when does foreplay begin immediately following the last orgasm Mm -hmm. and i love that just that that because I'm, I'm really interested, like Jeremy said, and you confirmed, like you can stumble into these things. And I think there's probably for most people listening a time in their life where they ha- have felt some sort of thing that is unexplainable by words, maybe very brief, maybe forgotten even mm-hmm. or put mm-hmm. away. Um, but I, and I think, the more we try to actively um, like pinpoint it or find it, the more elusive it becomes, at least for me anyway. So one, you know, I, I'm just really curious about the daily um, practices of Tantra 
so that if you're in the practice of living tantrically, Mm -hmm. um, maybe it happens with more ease sexually as well. Like from, from what, from my limited research and the, the sense I've tried to make out of it, um, I really connect to the, the senses. So, uh, and I learned this in my acting training, which is just like at any given moment, stop. How do your feet feel on the floor? What are the physical feelings in your body? What's the underlying emotion underneath that? And just like, what can you taste? What can you see? What can you smell? What can you feel? And just becoming very sensual, I guess, for lack of any other words I have to describe it. So that's how what I've always equated Tantra with. Um, but what what are the daily practices or what are the non-sexual practices of Tantra that can lead to this kind of expansive, blissful feeling on a regular basis? So the... So that beginning, that beginning connection with with the the divine. Yeah. Again, I I realize it's a, a a difficult topic, but it it really is. If we delete the divine, we're not actually talking about tantra. We're talking about conscious sexuality or something else. Okay. So, on a very very deep level, it's walking through your life knowing that literally anything can happen, right? That. In any moment, we often think, let's say, we have a difficult decision to make. We think, well, it's this or that. Well, it's not this or that. This or that is is a very duality thing. It's like my way or your way or something. But the truth is, if we stop and we close our eyes and we ask for guidance, a better answer will come, like a new answer will come. And there's infinite possibilities. You know, there's not two ways to do something. There's 400 ways to do something. And as soon as we actually, every single moment, it doesn't matter whether we're communicating with someone, and let's say you're talking to someone and it's not going well, right? Our emotions are going to get in there. Our brain's going to get in there. Our fears are going to get in there. And if we stop and we say, no, I need different words, then different words will come. Mm. And amazing things will happen, right? And so it's, it's even that, <coughs> just simply knowing that at any moment, there's infinite possible solutions, which changes everything. Then we never feel trapped. We never feel stuck, right? In communicating with others, it's so important. It's, for, for example, like to be 100% kind. In my book, the first whole section is all about love and redefining love. Hmm. Because love has been called all kinds of things. But for example, like the foundation of love is what the Greeks called agape, when they call it God's love of man and or man's divine love for each other. But what it basically is, is kindness. It's looking at each other and saying, you know what? I know you're doing the best job you can. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what you're dealing with. I have no idea what your story is. I don't know what your karma is. I don't know what lifetimes you're dealing with. But whatever it is, I know you're trying. And that's the truth, right? We have no idea what anyone else is dealing with. Mm-hmm. So when we look at another person like that, how could we ever judge them? How could we ever say that we have any idea what they should be doing or not doing? And when you can have this agape with each other, everything changes. You imagine parents having agape for their children. 
No judgment, complete kindness, trusting their journey, no meddling, no anything. And then you have this incredible bond. You know, like my kids are in their 20s now, and we've never fought. And they're big, strong people. (laughs) They're not little people. They're amazing humans. But there's no fight because there's only sanctuary between Mm. us, right? And then beyond that, we build and we build trust and confidence and the love gets deeper and deeper. But that on a daily basis to simply every single person look at them and go, I know you're doing the best job you can. If that's all we did, we suddenly open our hearts and we just, I don't know, we shut our brains off. We let all that go. Our brain is a very, this was one of my great challenges, right? Because I, I do have a math degree and And so my whole life I was taught that your brain is your number one ace in the hole. This is, I mean, you're intelligent, you're this, all that crap. When I was sick, my teacher said, he goes, you have got to learn to shut your brain off or you're going to die. Because my brain was busy doing all the right things, you know, and trying to hedge my bets and make everything's okay. And it's the same (laughs) in Tantra. To shut our brain off, let it do spreadsheets, let it drive the car, let it, you know, memorize things if it wants. But on a day-to-day basis, to trust our heart, to trust guidance, to just open. This is a massive deal in our society today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, trapped in our heads. I was saying it the other day, get out of your head. You know, Yeah, you and I were having that conversation about like, we, we get caught up in our heads and it, and it, it affects the way that we go through the world it affects the way that we communicate with one another you know it has it has drastic effects we don't feel we don't feel our our feet on the ground Mm. you you were you were just you asking that question you were tapping into a part of that answer there like Mm. of of being able to just feel to feel what's going on in the current moment as opposed to being just trapped, locked in that cell of your of your brain, of your head. I find it really challenging. And our therapist said, you know, he'll he would say to me like, "Okay, Bridie, <clears throat> I understand, and I'm hearing what you think about it, but tell me how you feel about it." And mm. I'm like, "I don't know what you're fucking talking about." <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and like my sister will be like, "We're so, you know." We fought, we listen, she does. I'm really good at listening to my heart and really trusting my heart. And I'm like, what does that mean? However, I do understand and have seen it very clearly that if I'm trying to figure something out and I turn to my computer or my phone to like figure out the problem, it gets more noisy in my brain. And if I sit and I close my, I'm not a regular meditation practitioner, but I do turn to it in these moments where my brain feels chaotic and I go, I, I do trust. Luckily I've done it enough that I do trust that if I sit here with my eyes closed and I slow my breath and I try to figure out, not figure out, but I feel what my body is feeling and I just keep trusting that and and not trying to make sense of it or name it or label it necessarily but sit with it and let it move around my body then clarity will come from inside of me I know that 
it's so cliched and I've never said this before and like meant it, but I, th- I think all of the, the answers, all the things that I need to know are, are in me and already. Ooh. Yeah. My first teacher used to say that there's only two emotions, happy and sad. Everything else is a creation of the mind. I like that. And so when someone asks you a question, he'd say, does your heart lift or drop? Mm. Expand or contract is how we put it in yeah, our acting go. classes <coughs> yeah. as well. Right? You can feel that. You can, I can feel that mm-hmm. right now. Like I'm fluctuating all the time. Like I'm so my, expanding and now I'm contracting. My son, sorry, my son was a people, he's a real pleaser. He's just like me. And so... He, uh, but he also always had stomach aches when he was a child. And so when I would ask him a question, I'd say, Aaron, you're like, you know, do you want to do this? And you could see him reading me, trying to figure out what I wanted, what I wanted. Uh-huh. And I'd say, no, 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 no. What do you want? And he'd be like, uh, and I'd say, what does your stomach want? And he'd say, oh, my stomach doesn't want to do it at all. <laughs> and and that, that became There's his ability to know. Yeah. And and it was really, really interesting. Like, And so that happy, sad thing, once our brain gets into it, it's overanalyzed and it's too hard, right? So I would play games with it like, well, let's say if it was having to attend something or do something, I'd think, well, if it was canceled, would I be disappointed? Uh-huh. Oh, man. God, I could use that right now. That's a... Yeah, that's a good That's a good way right? of looking at like it. Right? Like to yeah. kind of... Yeah. Yeah. To try to figure out what our truth say is. Say yes or no to, you know? Say, like, that's my... That, that's one of my biggest issues right now is saying no to things. Which is such a huge lesson to be learned, how to say no. But what a fucking great way of figuring out whether or not you should say yes or no. Would I care if it was canceled? No. Then I'm good. <laughs> right? I'm good. Yeah, thank you, but no thank you. Yeah. Yeah. The other the other thing I just wanna I know we're we're going long here, but <laughs> it's okay. It's great. <laughs> so in, in yoga and meditation, right, they often talk about three minds. Like we have a positive mind and a ne- negative mind and a neutral mind. And the positive mind is the mind that goes out and wants to do things and create things and run and do whatever it does. The negative mind says, ah, you sure you want to do that? It's not negative. It's just simply the check that says, ah, do the math maybe, you know, maybe yeah. check that again. And the neutral mind literally has no opinion. It's the witness mind. So when we meditate, we're actually cultivating a witness mind. We're taking our foot off or we're taking us it's out, of, out of gear. We're actually neutral. We're actually just observing. In yoga, just, you know, have you studied the koshas? No. I I know. We've talked about it. Right. These five koshas, like an ananda is the middle, is bliss, and the vijnanamaya kosha, and it goes out, you know. So basically, you've got. Is that the body? Like the the food? Yeah. You've got the body, you've got the breath, you've got the mind. You've got this one, which is my favorite, and I like to say it vijnanamaya kosha, and then the inside is bliss. The vijnana, this 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 sheath, is pure non-judgment and love and kindness. And this is the one thing that we struggle with having for ourselves, right? For ourselves, forget about other people. Mm. We can't even have it for ourselves, which is why we aren't allowed to feel what we feel, right? Because we're judging our own feelings. Mm-hmm. So when we develop this witness mind, when we develop this kindness then all of a sudden we're allowed to feel any way we feel. If we're furious, we can sit in our witness mind 
and watch ourselves and go, wow, you're really mad. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. It's like, it's just like, huh, check you out. You're really mad. Or maybe you're grieving. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe we're grieving the loss of a person or a relationship or a or dream or whatever. And we can sit in our witness mind and kind of hold ourselves and go, God, this sucks. Mm. This may take some chocolate. Yeah. Or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But to actually be able to witness our own experience, our own emotions, it becomes a lot clearer because we've been taught to just dive in and get lost in them. So it's like, oh my God, I don't want to get lost in them. So I'm just going to do this. I'm going to let my mind run the run the game. And then we lose our humanity. We yeah. lose everything. So when all of a sudden, like this is some of the beautiful parts of yoga and tantra and how things blend together. Because when we can really have that witness mind and we watch and we go, I have no idea why, but I sure don't want to do this. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Even in relationship, it's like, hey, this is a great idea. And you're like, maybe. I'm not feeling Maybe it though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's very gentle and it's not mm-hmm. anything. It's just like, I don't know why I'm just not there. But we've been so trained to not listen. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge, beautiful practice to just simply go, I don't know why, but here's <laughs> my truth. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Man, <clears throat> this is, uh, this, there's, there's a lot to chew on in this conversation. And it, what's f- fun about this is that, really just scratching the surface yeah um your book uh tantric intimacy discover the magic of true connection where can people find it where is it it's everywhere online it's paperback ebook and audio awesome sweet do you read the audio version i do nice you've got you know what i'm I'm hearing you in these headphones you've got a pretty solid voice (laughs) especially for audiobook yeah um i thought the same thing i was listening to the the prologue earlier today yeah yeah, it's great. Um, uh, well, thank you. Thank Wait, you for... I have one thing I have to oh, say. Oh, okay. I okay. have to just say this because I read this morning Okay. A something on a webpage called Neuroscience News, mm-hmm. and they're talking about the vagus nerve, which is right where some yoga teachers would call the third eye, right? It's here. Isn't your vagus nerve run through your spinal column? I think it runs all the way down to your gut. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Okay, sure. So there's apparently, the, anyway, I couldn't, it was a very like a technical article and it didn't give any sort of practical applications or indications of like, what does this information mean? But basically they were saying, these scientists realize that your vagus nerve, there's a longer branch of your vagus nerve that is uh, directly tied, it, well, it's connected to your gut Mm-hmm. And it's directly connected to the reward center of your brain. So again, I haven't figured out what this means yet, but I know that in yoga practice, when we say, you know, if you're in pigeon pose, rest your forehead on a block, your vagus nerve, it, it'll stimulate your vagus nerve, which sends uh, chemicals through your body that are relaxing and rewarding. Um, but also your gut health significantly impacts those happy chemicals that dopamine. Yeah. And I've been folk, I've been last year, I, I, I always kind of try to pick a, um, an intention to work with for my body, whether it's like I'm moving on to my eye health now because it's, it's kind of shoddy. Ooh. But I, last year it was my gut. I was like, I need to heal my gut health. And 
I was rolling around these phrases in my mind like trust your gut and your gut instinct and all these things. I'm like, why the gut? Why is it connected to the gut? And then when you talked about um, at the very beginning of this, that that sixth chakra where that vagus nerve is mm-hmm. and it being it it's you're listening and you're you're listening to your own gut instinct. I was like. Yeah, we fucking are. I just read that this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I need. I, I meant to post on Facebook and like to all my smart friends. Like, let's discuss this. All Ooh. you anatomy Ooh. and mindfulness teachers and things like that. Like, can we talk about the implications of what this is? It may have been an article from 2011. I don't even know. Um, it's very hard to like trust anything you read these days unless you're like really prepared to be like well how credible is this source and how biased is this source but I'm just such, such a geek for neuroscience neuroscience well news as. or neuroscience today that sounds like sounds a pretty familiar, right? sounds I mean, pretty sounds legit like, yeah, I, I mean I don't know you know really doesn't sound like a bunch of much. quacks to me okay but what do I know um, <laughs> well there, there you go you put not only did you put it out to the world you put it out to all of our listeners so maybe there's some discussion to be had there yeah on uh, on, on talk, social media I just yeah. any connection of the worlds of like the more esoteric uh, the more intangible mm-hmm. uh the more, yeah, I don't know, spiritual yeah, right. or woo-woo, as yeah. you like to put it, yeah. um, and the physical and anatomy of this like body that I have and how I'm experiencing it all and the experience that you had with the Bufo where yeah. one thing, I just remember you talking about like having this experience and then coming back to a physical form and feeling so grateful yeah. to be have a, a, a body to experience all of this beauty that's right and yeah blew my mind it made me ball my eyes out actually yeah yeah well, and it was quite profound you know this feeling it was it was a rebirth it was this feeling of of being so blasted off into into the center of the galaxy in some other literally some other plane some other completely different whatever comes after this life i think that's where i was and it could have been an eternity and then, and then all of a sudden to be back on earth in this body, it was like, oh my God, I've, this is, it's like for the first, felt like for the first time in my life, I, I know what it's like to feel things and to, to, to breathe and to see and to, and to taste and hear. And it was just like, so fucking, it was a, it was a rebirth and like, if, and feelings, especially of like, of love, of like connection with Tara and Ted who are there. It was just really powerful. So. Yeah, there's man, there's so much that was. This is such a jam packed conversation. <laughs> I love it. I feel so rejuvenated. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to read this book. Awesome. So uh, get your hands on it if you if you listen to this and you're into it at all, then you for sure want to pick it up. Tantric intimacy, discover the magic of truth, uh, true connection, and it's uh, Katrina Boss. 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 And um, uh, you have some workshops coming up here in Halifax as oh, well. Oh, yeah. I do. This Sunday, we have a workshop for gay men. So that'll be Sunday the, the 18th. 18th. And then the 24th, 25th is a two-day workshop for women. Mm. And yeah. that's all here in Halifax? It is. And where's that all taking place at? Um, the 18th is at Pramana. Okay. And the two-day for women is at the Atlantic Contemplative Center. Amazing. On my website, on it's uh, fusiontantra.com or katrinaboss.ca. 
both websites, uh, both workshops are there. Amazing. Great. And are, are you headed somewhere after this? You're, you're off to... I am. I, uh, I'm here until the end of November. And then I go back to Toronto and I fly to Ireland where my daughter is. And then I'll continue traveling and teaching in Europe. Amazing. Uh, Go check out the website, uh, fusiontantra.com or katrinaboss.ca. And uh, thank you. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. This was really fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you all so much for listening. Uh, We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week as we always are with another fantastic episode. In the meantime, we could really use your help. Go over to uh, Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review and hit the subscribe button. We love reading those reviews. They're really, really fun. Uh, So just fire them on off to us. Uh, And if you want to help us out financially to keep this going, you know, this is sort of a passion project between Brady and I. And and although we do have some sponsors, which we are grateful for... um, there's not a lot of money in podcasting so all all of your support helps and it helps us go to other cities to hear from other people and to, to spread these conversations so you can go to patreon.com slash turn me on if you want to help us out there yeah and you can check us out on instagram uh turn me on podcast we've got a collection of lovely booty bum pics because we know you want to post your bum on the internet but those you can't because your job won't like it so we'll post it for you send it to us and uh, you can email us, turnmeonpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions you'd like our very uneducated advice on, uh, you can fire them off to us there or on our website, turnmeonpodcast.com. That is it for this week. Until next week. Go fuck yourself. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.